Good morning. One note uh, in worship before we begin. Um, it's been a long time since we have sung an offertory response. Uh, that kind of fell out when COVID started, um, and we haven't brought it back until now. Um, so please be um, mindful that after the offertory, uh, we will be singing verse 4 of In the Bleak Midwinter, which is, ver which is hymn number 144 in your hymn books. Uh, and that uh, will be if you are able to rise in body or remain upright in spirit. Uh, and that will lead right into the prayer of dedication. Um, might be just a little... Uh, muscle memory for us to remember, um, but uh, it is a joy to be able to do that again. And now I will turn it over to Steve. Question. Mm -hmm. so. All right, so I read that. Mm -hmm. And then, so this is, and then the, these, these two together. Yep. Yep. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Steve Smith. I will be the liturgist today. Um, let's get going. Grace and peace to you from God the Creator and from Jesus Christ our Teacher and Redeemer and from the Holy Spirit who binds us together in Christian worship. I want to welcome everybody here this morning whether you're with us in person or with us on Zoom. You are glad, we're glad you came to worship us today. Now as we prepare our hearts and minds for worship, I would invite you to use the words in the bulletin as a centering prayer to help guide you into this time and space as we listen to the prelude.
survey was sent out a few weeks ago in which the question was asked, what gives you hope? From the voices of different generations, hear their answers. My community of faith, of family, of love. My grandchildren. Music and beauty in nature. God's love. Encouragement from friends and family. Smiles and conversations with strangers. Pancakes <laughs> with butter and syrup. Researching for publications. That nothing is finite and everything can change. The change of seasons. Social progress. <clears throat> the sunrise in the morning. Books. The ringing of church bells. When my dog wags her tail. When my cat lies in my lap. Advocates for justice. The kindness and empathy of youth. Meals shared together. What gives you hope? Today, we light the candle of hope to remind ourselves that God is at work in this world. From generation to generation, God has brought good news of love and compassion, justice and community. Let us rest and abide in that good news. Amen. Let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we join our voices together in singing hymn number 106, Prepare the Way, O Zion.
Let us pray. God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God of the beginning and the end times. As we begin this journey through Advent and start a new year in our Christian story, we remember that your time is different from our time. We must stay awake and pay attention because your peace is not our peace and your ways are not our ways. We do not know the hour or the day when you are coming. But we know that we must be watchful for all the ways you will appear. Even as we remember this beginning, we know that you will be with us to the end. With hope, peace, joy, and love, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The call to confession. People of God, here in God's house, everyone is welcome. Those who seem like they have it all together and those who feel like their world is falling apart. No matter who we are, there's room for us here. With that confidence, we turn to God in prayer, speaking the truth of our lives. Let us pray. God of today and God of tomorrow, you say bring your full self. There's room for you here. But we say our lives are too messy. You say bring your hopes and your dreams. There's room for you here. But we say it's too risky to hope. You say bring your grief and your prayers. There's room for you here. But we say some things are easier to forget. God of today and God of tomorrow, we know in our hearts that there's room for us here. Forgive us for withholding our full selves from you. Forgive us for giving only our Sunday best. Help us remember today and tomorrow. There's room for every story. Amen. And now let us, let us hear, you can confess in the silence of our own hearts. Family of faith, we who feel scattered are held together. We who have lost our way are forgiven and found. And we who are lonely are brought into the fold and are told there is room for you here. From generation to generation, this is the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are held, forgiven, found, and welcomed. Thanks be to God. Amen. As we are held together in the arms of our Lord, we pray that the peace we have received be shared and experienced by the wider world. In this spirit, let us bring peace to one another, sharing the peace of Christ today. May the peace of Christ find, forgive, welcome, and hold you. Peace be with you. And as we share that peace, I would invite any young people in our midst to come forward for a children's message. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> It is a particular time of year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What is that time of year? What are we getting ready for? Christmas. For Christmas, that's right. Now, one morning last week, a tune popped into my mind, and it's been going through it ever since. 
Now, as you might imagine, that is not unusual. I often wake up in the morning singing a song with a song in my mind, and I often go to bed at night with a song in my mind. Most often, it's something that you've been watching on TV. I used to think that I would, that the narrator of my life was somebody cool, like Elton John or Tom Waits, but the narrator of my life really is Elmo. <laughs> well, this particular morning was different. I woke up with the tune, Santa Claus is coming to town. It was running through my head. But the words that came to my mind were not the usual words to the song. Here's how it went in my head. Wipe away your tears. Get rid of your fears. Here's the best news that you've heard in years. Jesus Christ is coming to town. He's making a list in the book of life, that'll be the end of all trouble and strife. Jesus Christ is coming to town. He loves you when you're sleeping, so do I. <laughs> he loves you when you're awake, most of the time. <laughs> he loves you when you're bad or good, but be good for Jesus' sake. Now put on a smile, get rid of that frown. Spread the good news all around town. Jesus Christ is coming to town. What do you think of that version? Is that all right? Is that all right? Now, at this time of year, many people are thinking about Santa Claus coming to town and thinking about all the great gifts that Santa will bring them. But the real reason for this season is the celebration of Jesus Christ's coming. And he brings the greatest gift of all. What is that gift? God's love. The Bible says, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous and good things we have done, but because of his mercy and his love. Jesus loves us when we are bad or good. What a great love that is. Will you pray with me? Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your great love. We thank you that you showed us that love by sending your son Jesus to save us. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks, bud. A prayer for illumination. Let us pray. God of the ages, in Scripture we hear stories of people like us, ordinary people, people who have longed to know you, people who have longed to follow you. People who made mistakes, people who tried to grow, old, young, native immigrant, new to the faith, lifelong believer. In scripture, we hear stories of people like us. So just as you walked with them, help us to hear and remember all the ways that you walk with us. We are listening. We are grateful. We are yours. Amen. Amen. A reading from the prophets. This is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. 
Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall come forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples and and shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we sing together through the ages. Oh, and this is on insert in your bulletin. seated. Our gospel lesson this morning comes from the gospel of Matthew, beginning to read at the very beginning. But there are a lot of really tricky names in this reading. So instead of reading it myself, we have a video that will play instead. Father Boaz, Ruth she married Bo. 
Manasseh who had Amon who was Amen who was father of a good boy named Josiah who grandfather Jehoiakim who caused the Babylonian captivity because he was a liar and then he had Shealtiel who begat Zerubbabel who had Abiud who had Eliakim Eliakim had Azer who had Zadok who had Achim Achim was the father of Eliakim then he had Eliezer who had Nathan who had Jacob Listen very closely, I don't want to sing this twice Jacob was the father of Joseph, husband of Mary, mother of Christ I wish we had that when I had the so all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. Word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There will be a test on that later. <laughs> Names. There are a lot of names there. And names, like words, have power. We named him Atticus James. And I have to take advantage of this time when he is young enough to not crawl underneath a pew when I talk about him in a sermon. His middle name, James, comes from Elena's grandfather, a man that I lament I never got to meet. She tells stories of his strength, his love, his devotion, and his character. His first name, though, is probably pretty recognizable for most people who have taken a high school English class. To Kill a Mockingbird is one of mine and Elena's favorite books. I rarely reread books, but To Kill a Mockingbird is one I have returned to multiple times. Atticus Finch, as we find him in To Kill a Mockingbird, is one of the most heroic characters in all of literature. In Atticus Finch, I find all of my hopes, dreams, and desires for my son, Atticus James. My hopes for our son lined up quite clearly with excerpts from Harper Lee's novel. I want him to be brave. It was times like these when I thought my father, who hated guns and had never been to any wars, was the bravest man who ever lived. I want him to be unprejudiced. I think there is just one kind of folks. Folks. I want him to be empathetic. You never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb into his skin and walk around in it. However, about a year before our Atticus was born, Harper Lee's second novel, Go Set a Watchman, was released. I bought the book, but I confess that to this day, I still have not read it. Part of me is hesitant, especially considering the issues surrounding its publication that emerged. Questions of whether Lee ever intended it to be published. Maybe this was a case of elder abuse, of powerful people taking advantage of an aging woman. But while I have not read it, I have read articles about it and its story. It reportedly takes place years after the events of To Kill a Mockingbird, in which an adult scout is caring for her aging father, Atticus. In his old age, he shows some disturbing racist attitudes and feelings. Now, some people have rationalized this as a different iteration of the character, 
A writing exercise by Harper Lee to develop characters, work out some story ideas, and prepare her for writing to kill a mockingbird. Some explain this away as a sort of alternate universe, Atticus Finch. But what if they're the same? What if the Atticus Finch of both books is the same man? How do we reconcile our love of the earlier honorable Atticus with the shameful racism of the latter? Well, human nature is in itself complex and multifaceted. In humanity, we have beauty and grace and love, yet we also have an underbelly, that which is ugly and disgraceful and sad. And we cannot claim one without acknowledging the other. We must own our past sins, for when we do, we can allow forgiveness, healing, and growth. And we also allow the beauty to shine that much brighter. I know that as he grows, my son will not be perfect. He will make mistakes, as I have. He may do things that are hurtful. My hope is that he will learn from these less attractive times to make himself a stronger, more justice-serving person. We must accept the fact that even as the Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird was honorable and just and brave, our heroes are all round and fully formed people with good in them as well as the not-so-good which at the end of the day, I think, makes them more relatable. When we turn to our scripture lesson from Matthew this morning, the very beginning of this gospel, we are inundated with a list of 42 names organized into three sets of 14. There were 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 generations from the exile to Jesus. This record of Jesus' family tree is not put in just as prelude, nor is it a clean, polished genealogy. In fact, the record we have here of Jesus' family is like a tapestry of mismatched strings woven together. It is an untidy lineage that emphasizes many different branches and grafts. When we look at each name, we realize that there is a story there. Some of those stories we know really well, and some we don't know at all. And not all the stories are reputable ones. What is especially notable about this passage is that Matthew took time and care to include women in the genealogy of Jesus. Women whose stories are so often overlooked and ignored were included in verse 3, we have mention of Tamar, who tricked her father-in-law into laying with her to conceive a child to carry on his family line. In verse 5, we read mention of Rahab, a prostitute who sheltered Israelite spies when the Hebrews were preparing to invade Jericho. Also in verse 5, we have Ruth, a Moabites, a foreign widow, the lowest strata of Israelite society. And then in verse 6, we have mention of Uriah's wife, better known as Bathsheba, a victim of sexual violence. The vastness of the stories represented is, in short, the vastness of human experience itself. 
stories of trauma, triumph, hardship, and beauty. The good and the bad. Both sides. Just like the persona of Atticus Finch. Just like each of us. All of this complexity leads us to Christ's story. And each person's story adds to the tapestry of God's story. So as we embark on this journey through Advent once more, we are reminded that here in God's community, there is room for every story, the honorable and the shameful the joyful and the sorrow-filled, the beautiful and the ugly. In this place, all stories need to be honored, for we all add to the tapestry of the larger story God is telling. And it all begins with your name, your good powerful, and beautiful name. So what's your story? Amen. Let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we affirm our faith using the words in the bulletin. We believe in a God who promised to Abraham, who wrestled with Jacob, who walked with Ruth, who spoke with Moses, who grieved with Bathsheba, who danced with David, who dreamed with Joseph, and who hoped like Mary. We believe in a God who has been loving, inviting, transforming and challenging us from generation to generation. And we believe that same God is here with us now, saying, come on in, there's room for you here. Amen. Please be seated. During December... Our Minutes for Mission will be focusing on the special offering, the fourth special offering of the year by the denomination, the Christmas Joy Offering. Uh, and this morning, I would like to lift up how the Christmas Joy Offering helps Minol students to overcome walls. Samuel Polanco is no stranger to the power of walls. Samuel, a 2022 graduate of the Menol School, a Presbyterian Church USA-related grades 6 through 12 college preparatory school in Albuquerque, New Mexico, has known and seen walls, both literal and figurative, that separated him and others throughout his life. Now, he credits his experience at Manal as being instrumental in breaking down life's many barriers. His education at Manal was made possible in part by gifts to the PCUSA's Christmas Joy Offering, which helps provide scholarships to students. A Presbyterian tradition since the 1930s, the annual offering distributes e gifts equally to the assistance program of the Board of Pensions and to Presbyterian-related schools and colleges, equipping communities of color. Manal's student body is currently represented by 21 different countries. Samuel said, when I first came to Manal, I was able to explore the ideas I wanted to explore, learn what I wanted to learn, and just be myself. That's a picture of him up there. And that's what Manal has done for all of us. We can just be ourselves here. This past April, the 35 members of the class of 2022, including Samuel, 
became student volunteers through Frontera de Cristo, a Presbyterian border ministry whose mission is to build relationships and understanding across borders. The students spent five days on the U.S.-Mexico border for the school's traditional mission week. John Sittler, who teaches upper school religious studies at Manal, praised Samuel and his friends, Michael Hedenberg and Abby Nice, as among their class's top leaders. They were all profoundly moved by what they saw and heard during Mission Week, especially walking the migrant trail to the border wall. It may sound like a cliche, but one thing the students got out of the experience of seeing this scar on the earth is that the most dangerous walls are the walls in our mind, John said. Manol teaches breaking down walls toward our common humanity to be like Jesus, who broke down dividing walls and welcomed everyone. John continued, we teach that faith is to be lived out in the world because so many young people today see the church as building walls to isolate and separate. We at Manal are all about opening doors to the riches of God's creation. Abby said to support Manal is to support kids who are going to be the future leaders of our country. Our gifts to the Christmas joy offering, which we will collect on January 8th, break barriers, take down walls, and build potential and future leaders of the church. Let us give what we can, for when we all do a little, it adds up to a lot. Let's pray. God of all creation, break down the walls that separate us from each other and from you. Give us the strength and courage to give of ourselves to others as you so freely have given to us. Amen. As the choir is coming forward, I have a couple of things that I want to lift up. Uh, this is a busy time of year. You all know that already. Um, this afternoon, after worship, immediately following worship, we will be decorating the sanctuary for the Advent and Christmas season. Um, join us for fellowship as we prepare the sanctuary uh, and this space for the season. Uh, and if you help with decorating, I hear there are some treats afterwards. That's just a rumor. Um, Please take note of all the things that are in the bulletin, uh, including the poinsettia, Christmas poinsettia order form and the reverse advent calendar uh, that we will be collecting uh, beginning next Sunday. We've already got uh, a bunch on the front pew, which is just a delight. Um, Please note the mitten tree in the back uh, as that collection has begun. Uh, on Saturday, December 17th, there will be a cookie walk here at church in Fellowship Hall from 11 to 2, uh, and Elena is looking for people to sign up. If you have already spoken to her, you are signed up, don't worry, but there is a sign-up sheet in the back of the sanctuary uh, for you to sign up for that. Uh, it's going to be a tasty, delicious time. Um, and finally, uh, our Advent book study, Prepare the Way for the Lord, uh, in the Advent and, Advent and the Message of John the Baptist, uh, will begin this coming Saturday. Uh, we will meet from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Uh, in the lounge. Um, and this is a really great book uh, that explores the message of John the Baptist uh, and how that message that we read every Advent uh, is helping us to prepare the way for Jesus in our lives and our world right now. Yes. Stewardship, please. 
remind you. Yes, and thank you. Thank you for that reminder. Um, and the last thing is stewardship. The stewardship campaign is going on right now. If you have not had a chance to fill out your stewardship pledge form uh, and return that along with the talent uh, list, um, please do so. Please prayerfully consider about that. Uh, as uh, the more information we have, the better we can plan for next year, the better that we can continue to do the ministries uh, of the church that we have been doing and we want to continue to do for a long time. Uh, so please make sure uh, that you take some time to pray over that. And if you have already returned them, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. In the season of Advent, we remember that God came as a gift to and for us. As we enter this season of preparation, may we bring our gifts to and for God. Come and be joyful. 
Let us pray. Gracious God, as we bring our gifts to you, we bring much more than earthly treasure. We bring our very lives. Transform us through our giving that we may grow ever closer to you. Help us share your peace and love with others as joyfully and generously as you have shared your gifts with us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. One additional thing I neglected to lift up, the Race and Reconciliation Study will be wrapping up today. Um, but because we are going to be decorating after worship, we will instead meet via Zoom this evening at 6 o'clock. Uh, that information went out in an email this morning. Uh, to join that, everybody is welcome. Uh, my mom uh, has famously told me all my life, you can't do everything. Well, I'm going to try. So, um, so please do join us for that. As we turn our hearts and minds towards God uh, in prayer, what joys and concerns do we have to lift up this morning? One that was shared with me before worship was a prayer of thanksgiving for all health care workers who worked on Thursday. Um, without naming names, um, there was uh, an individual who spent all of Thursday in the emergency room with a friend, um, and ev everything has worked out fine for that person. Um, but uh, a special thanks for all, all those who work in health care and all first responders who were on call on Thursday. We absolutely give thanks. Other joys and concerns. Danielle. Um, this is um, prayers for um, my dearest friend, Sue, um, who I've known for 30 years now. She's been battling advanced um, cancer and MS. And we just had a phone conversation, and she shared with me that um, she's just lost hope and feels like this is her time. And just prayers for her that she may find this hope. And prayers for people around her that love her to give her whatever she needs in this very difficult time. Sue. We lift up uh, Danielle's dear friend, Sue, who has been battling cancer and MS, um, who has really lost hope um, but we pray we pray for her in this and uh, and for all of those who are struggling with such illnesses um, and for those who surround them and love them Laura um, two things um, there's a concern I guess for healing for my brother he continues to struggle mightily with COVID um, he has been vaccinated and gotten all the boosters, but it's still a very part. Um, the other one is uh, joy, uh, two joys. Uh, Grace and Molly's 12th birthday is this coming Thursday. We celebrated on this past Friday. They'll be celebrating again at home on Thursday, then Friday, then Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be, absolutely. Uh, we lift up Laura's brother, uh, who is continuing to struggle with COVID, uh, despite having been vaccinated and boosted and boosted again. Um, we pray for him and for all of those who continue to struggle uh, with COVID and flu, which is, seems to be going around mightily right now. Uh, but a prayer of joy and thanksgiving for Grace and Molly, who turned 12 this Thursday, and who will be celebrating all week as they should. Marianne. Um, prayer Thanksgiving that Michael made it by train back in here and back um, yesterday. And um, prayers for him that um, he can get through the struggles of living in Canada and just everyday life. Mm -hmm. And um, prayers for my brother Tim, 
we, uh, we give a prayer um, of thanksgiving that Michael made it here and back uh, to Canada uh, for Thanksgiving, uh, but continue to pray for him uh, and in his struggles uh, adjusting up there. And for Marion's uh, brother, uh, Tim, uh, whose father-in-law is in hospice and whose mother-in-law is dealing with kidney cancer. Um, we pray uh, for all of those and for those who surround them. Michael. Uh, three weeks ago, when I got back from uh, Mormon, Oklahoma after ugly house, <laughs> my spiritual speaking purpose, I found on my kitchen table a card from the church deacons, and I wanted to thank them for congratulating me on my 39th birthday. Michael thanks uh, the deacons for their cards and uh, well wishes on his 39th birthday. Uh, we. <laughs> We celebrate with you, and and for all of those who send cards, uh, those who we know, and those who do it very quietly, um, it is a gift, absolutely. Did I see Trudy? Um, I have a big joy. Um, thank you for prayers, for travel mercies, for all of those that we asked for last week, but Brain and all have made it home. <laughs> And I got fantastic. It was just, it was beautiful. It was just we celebrate with you, Trudy, that Rain was able to be here uh, and spend time uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, and I'm sure it felt really good to wrap your arms around her. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Elena. Prayers for all of those communities that have been uh, suffering from gun violence uh, this past week, uh, this past week and month and year, um, uh, particularly for those in the um, in minority communities and the LGBTQ community uh, who uh, fear uh, every day. Um, we pray for our nation and our obsession with this idol. From the chat, uh, there is from Karen Williamson, uh, joy that their friend Tom is home and recovering uh, from successful cancer surgery. Uh, so Karen and Bruce, we, we celebrate that joy with you. Any others? He A joy of Nastro, for many of you have been praying for him. Sorry, can you say the first name again? Bob. Bob. Uh, friend of uh, Mickey and Terry, uh, Bob, who had uh, a f his whole kidney removed, um, but uh, pathology is has returned well, uh, and we pray for recovery for him. Are there any others? Anne. We, we continue to pray for Ukraine um, and, uh, for, and for the people in Russia who know that what is taking place is just not right. Friends, let us lift our hearts to God. God of Abraham and Isaac, God of Tamar and Ruth, God of Mary and Joseph. We bow our heads today, hoping to catch a glimpse or a shimmer of you. We know that you are here with us, 
just as you walked with every generation before. So we bring our prayers. Thank you for creating space for us. Thank you for seeing our scattered thoughts, our imposter syndrome, our fragments of doubt, and still saying, come on in. Thank you for seeing our ordinary selves with anxious concerns and unflattering habits and saying, I have bigger plans for you. Thank you for seeing our fragile egos and our uncertain relationships and saying, you still belong here. Your expansive love makes room for us to breathe. And we want to love with our lungs and hearts full. So today we pray. Teach us how to make that same room for others. When we come face to face with stories that are different from ours, show us how to add chairs to the table. When we find ourselves face to face with stories that frustrate and test our patience, show us how to build bridges instead of walls. When we find ourselves face to face with stories that feel foreign or unrelatable, remind us to open the door and to listen fully. God, this morning we lift up to you all of these joys and all of these concerns. Lord, those that have been named aloud and those that we carry in the quiet of our hearts. Lord, you know them all. You see them all, you hear them all, and you hold them all. We thank you for being a God who does that. From Abraham to Mary, you made room for every story. And that love continues to make room for us. Teach us to do the same for our neighbor so this world will know love. With hope, we pray, using the words your son taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us now rise in body or remain upright in spirit to sing our final hymn, number 92, While We Are Waiting, Come.
Beloved, as you leave this place, may you go knowing that from generation to generation, we have been claimed and loved. From generation to generation, God has been by our side. From generation to generation, we are not alone. The God of yesterday and the God of tomorrow knows you by name, loves you, and calls you forth, saying, Go be the person you are called to be. Love wildly, do justice, and come back soon. May it be so. And may you remember who you are and whose you are. Amen.